listening to the Retirement Remix Show with financial advisors and host Chip Munn, that's me, and John Tate of Signature Wealth Group. Get ready for a bite-sized dose of timely and actionable financial planning and retirement tips alongside remixed retirement stories from real people just like you. Listen in now to be inspired, find direction, and build your own retirement remix. John Tate. How are you, sir? Man, I am doing great. Ready to get into it and talk about politics and taxes. Uh, you know, taxes is it's one of those subjects that nobody really likes to talk about. Taxes is a four-letter word. Uh, or is it a five-letter word? You get the point. Uh, nobody likes talking about taxes. Nobody does, and so we'll we'll uh, procrastinate a little longer. You know, as long as I've uh, known you, I've always wondered what kind of a name is Mun. Anyway, is there a little Comanche in there? Is that Scotch Romanian? What are we talking about? Scot- Scottish? Are, are people of yeah, Scottish? Yeah, me too. I don't, I don't even know what Scottish. Yeah. So um, I don't know what that means, but that's what my wife, my wife's Irish. And so I think <laughs> our people are supposed to fight. I, we probably should have, she should have done a little more digging on the front end. Uh, due diligence, as we say in the business, right, um, before we got together, if that's going to be a big thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the taxes are like, John, in Scotland, but um, but here it's a big issue. It's one of the things that probably behind retirement, specifically as a as a broad topic, is probably the thing that I get asked about the most. Um, you know, from your standpoint, as you talk to people, why, why would you think that taxes are important why, why is that such a big concern and and what are some of the things that you're hearing now as far as you know what people are concerned about in the realm of taxes well the uh you know most of the conversations i have with clients here when it, as it relates to taxes has to do with the actual act of paying them i mean nobody likes to pay taxes ever it's it's a part of who we are and if we're working and we have income or if we're not working and we just have income, we're going to pay some tax on something. But I think when you're retired and uh, there's something you can focus on in your life that everybody universally despises, it's taxes. And so it's always a conversation that we have with people um, no matter what. And so one of the things that I try to remind people is if your tax bill is increasing over time, it's because you're typically making more money. Um, and if it's decreasing over time, it's because you're bringing in less. And there is there are puts and takes to all of that. I personally would like to have more money coming in that I could then decide what to do with, whether it be with my family or uh, charitably or whatever it is. I, I always like to have that flexibility. And um, and so that's, that's kind of how we uh, frame the conversation when anybody wants to talk about taxes, which it seems like is every single meeting. And I think part of the reason that taxes are uh, such a, a heavy topic of conversation is that when you look at most workers, taxes represent probably one of, if not the largest expense that they have. If you want to look at it like that, if you look at your gross pay, you know, as a percentage, for a lot of people, taxes are the biggest chunk. And, and so it becomes a, a big deal. And for retirees, um, you know, eventually, as you kind of get into the distribution phase, making more money isn't necessarily an option. And, and so trying to figure out kind of what is going to go into the potential tax bill, I think, probably becomes more and more uh, important. 
you know, on the average, if you look at the average, and we don't like to use the word average, so let's use the word typical instead. So if you look at the typical household in the United States of, of age greater than 65, the typical adjusted gross income is $69,000 a year. And that still puts you far in, in far below the top tax bracket. So w- when we talk about a new administration coming in and changes in the government and whether or not one party controls both houses of Congress, I think most of the time it's important to remember that when they talk about raising the tax on high earners, it's probably not going to include a major percentage of, of the clients we serve. Now, the client signature well serves on average, we probably have an AGI higher than $69,000 a year, but still far below that top tax bracket. So it's important to put it all into perspective and just remind people that um, what they see and hear in the news and read on, on Twitter is not necessarily going to be impacting them. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and, you know, I think the biggest fear for a lot of people is that they may lose money, and I'm, I'm doing that in air quotes, by – and by that I mean pay too much in taxes by not paying attention. And so I think that a lot of times there are lots of headlines about a new, you mentioned a new administration and they're going to change things. And there's a lot of, I hate to say hype, but around things that ultimately to the average person don't actually impact their, or at least not in the ways that they think they do. I, I think that one of the interesting things is, you know, a lot of times the news media puts a lot of emphasis on one particular thing, like you said, kind of raising, changing the tax brackets. But the thing that actually impacts, you know, the average person, the typical person, more than that would be something like deductions. So it's kind of one of those things where we, you know, we're drawn towards looking at one thing where really, in reality, for all the people that, that we serve, the most important thing is dealing with the, the parts of the tax code that are applicable specifically to you. And, and so all of this uh, is to say, John, I, I think it's fair to say that the tax code and, and the changes in the tax code can be pretty confusing. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll be one to raise my hand and say that I don't fully understand it all. I mean, I think we all do our best and know enough to be dangerous. And in those cases, we, you know, we defer the real kind of heavy, heavy load tax work to the, to the CPAs and the, the people that do that for a living. But when, when our clients come in and want to talk about it, certainly we know enough to, to give them the, the headline numbers and the, and the gist of it and help them make decisions and then point them in the right direction of who to talk to next if they have a super specific question. Um, but you're right. Deductions can be more important than anything else impacting the tax rate. And what we do leading up to the years in retirement can make a difference. So the part, the point you made about paying attention, you know, one of the questions that I've gotten a lot recently, and I think it's because it's been in the news, but the difference between a Roth IRA and how the money comes out after tax, because it went in after tax and a traditional IRA. And the, some common comments I'll get are, Oh gosh, I've, I've made a horrible mistake in not doing a Roth sooner. Um, And in some cases, I would say probably that's accurate. And then in other cases, when you have a really high earner and when they were working, they wouldn't have been able to to put money to a Roth anyway. Um, Sometimes that's not the case. So um, 
it's always important. The earlier you start talking about saving for retirement, how you save for retirement, and how tax works into that, the better off. What are some of the conversations you're having around tax and retirement or business owners or struggles, stumbling blocks? Well, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, as much as I love talking about politics, um, <laughs> which is so not true, um, it, it a lot of them here lately have come into, uh, you know, uh, as we're recording this, um, you know, election just occurred, new administration, and John, there's a, a focus on the fact that you know now we have a a new president. Um, taxes are going to go up. And I think there's a big concern about when and how fast and how that process might work. You know, what's been your experience or what are your thoughts on um, you know, uh, having a new administration and the impact of that on, uh, on taxes, especially in the short run? You know, cha- change is hard. Anytime you get change, and, and I would call what we're going through now a significant change because we're going to having a split Congress to having a unified Congress with one one party in each house and then uh, the same party in president. And so that's a change from what we've had for the last four years. And um, and so change is hard. So you get, you get past that, but you look at what the new administration has talked about coming in, and they've focused on things like the pandemic, like climate policy, getting back in the the Paris Accord, uh, civil rights issues. Um, they've had some, I think, policy days on buying American and manufacturing, immigration. I mean, none of the things that they've talked about or or tried to tackle so far with executive orders have had anything to do with taxes. And I don't think we can argue and say that increasing revenue, which is um, another way of saying raising taxes, but increasing revenue. I, I don't think we can argue that that's not coming down the road because we've just had a monumental amount of stimulus go into the economy and we have to find it out a way to pay for that. But I just don't think it's going to come now. I think there are too many other hot button issues. I mean, you can just point to the pandemic. That's an easy one to target, but there are too many other things on the front burner and I think tax is going to be pushed to the back burner. So I think if I'm telling clients one thing today, it's we will have plenty of time to prepare for tax changes because you've got to get the the tax law, uh, you know, passed through both ha- both houses of Congress, and then you typically have a year after that for the IRS to get everything in in order in order to put it into the tax code in order for it to be um, enacted. Uh, for you and I or for anybody else filing their taxes. So we'll have plenty of runway. This is not something we need to worry about today, uh, but but it's something we we are going to keep in mind for our clients for sure. Yeah, I think it's a little bit like laying on the beach and looking out over the ocean, right? And you see that big dark cloud, uh, and you can see it. It's out there. But you don't necessarily know, number one, what direction it's going, Um or how fast, uh, even if it's coming your way, how fast it's going to get there. And I, I think that, so a few things, John, that as I think about where we sit now, uh, and, and you're right, I, I think that there are, there are people who are uh, concerned about paying more taxes. There, there are some, um, now look, if you're listening and um, you're all for paying more taxes, then then this this particular part of this conversation isn't necessarily for you, but if you're one of the folks who doesn't like paying more taxes, here are some things that I can think of, John, that um, 
that should give you some comfort at least for now, right? First is, is to your point, there, there's there are bigger fish to fry. Uh, there are lots of things <laughs> to worry about before raising taxes. I agree with you that with the money that's been put out, eventually you can either, um, you know, at some point if you're going to raise spending, you got to make more money. The government works a lot like uh, you know, our homes do. There, there are a lot of things there. But right now they have bigger things to focus on, and, and these things do take time. Uh, another couple of things that I find interesting in doing a little bit of research for today's show is that if you look at the way that Congress has been for the last, uh, during the last administration, there were a handful, it was close enough, divided closely enough, that there were a handful of folks in the middle that really could sway things one way or another. E- even though, uh, you know, the Republicans had uh, control of the Senate, it wasn't so overwhelming that there weren't four or five people who were kind of moderate, that they didn't have to uh, cater to, bring things back to the middle a, a little bit. I think the same's true now. Uh, so if we look at, at where things are today, you've got a handful of moderate Democrats that uh, I think will will curb going too far uh, to the left. If you think, that, you know, so I think that, that we're in a situation where the government is divided enough that we'll probably come up with a pretty moderate solution. The other thing that, uh, you know, that I take comfort in if I'm worried about, um, you know, getting too deep into to raising taxes too fast is that they've got a, there's a limited window really of potential for that because if you look at it, uh, 2021 uh, is the time that you would be having these conversations, and they have other things to focus on before in 2022 we're going to be back into uh, election mode. Somebody's got to get elected again, and talking too much about taxes during an election year for anybody isn't overly uh, popular. And so it's going to be one of those things where, honestly, I, I think that the in the short run, the worry – is probably greater than the potential risk. Would you agree? I agree with that. I think, um, you know, that we don't, that's just not necessarily something we need to worry about right now. I think for, for real folks today, if we want to worry about things, about our tax rate, about how much we're, we're spending in taxes today, it's about utilizing tools that are available now, like the donor advised fund that we talked about in a previous episode or, um, you know, you can uh, do different things. You can convert part of your IRA to a Roth IRA and potentially um, pay more income tax now before taxes go up later. I mean, these, they're all kind of strategies that we can talk about and work through to help our clients prepare for higher taxes later. And I think that's what your point is, is that, yes, we can worry about it today, but if it's not going to come today, what are some of the things we can do to prepare for it? And we have plenty of time to do that, Right. Yeah, I think that financial planning ultimately, uh, in reality, is about doing the next right thing. Uh, we can't get five years down the road about what things might be, uh, or even two years down the road. I, I think that ultimately, John, what we try to do as advisors is to survey the landscape of where things are now, make the next right decision, and uh, and and really play by the rules that, that are currently in effect. And the last thing kind of that I would say on this topic is when the rules change, the strategies will change. It, it doesn't all of a sudden mean 
that uh, the entire point of planning is to evaluate kind of what the, the framework of, of the rules are and then figure out how to uh, artfully make the best of them for your individual situation. And so, you know, my encouragement, I think, John, to folks would be rather than worrying about what might happen with taxes uh, as a broad thing, worry specifically uh, and spend that time might be better spent talking with somebody to actually figure out how what the current rules are affect your current situation and, and invest that time in your current self to make sure that you're not having kind of opportunity leakage by paying more than you're required to. That's right. Nobody wants to pay more than their fair share, right, Chip? I don't. I don't mind paying. Uh, I just don't want to pay more than uh, – Yeah, I think, again, uh, over – over time, folks will probably get tired of my jokes because I only have a limited number of them. But <laughs> I, I heard once that the difference between tax evasion and tax avoidance is 15 years. So uh, <laughs> I think we want to be mindful of that, and we want to make sure, again, uh, that we take our current situation and make sure that we're you know, not paying more. We want to pay what we owe. We just don't want to pay more than what we owe because we're not paying attention. There we have it, another great episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, here are four ways that we can help. First, complete the Retirement Success Scorecard to discover whether or not you're on track to a successful retirement on your terms. You can find this at signaturewealth.com scorecard. Second, get a complimentary copy of my book, The Retirement Remix. Whether you're interested in real life retirement stories and inspiration from others like you, or you want to learn more about Medicare and Social Security, it's all in there. Go to the retirementremix.com to grab your copy. Third, listen in on bi-weekly office hours with our team. We host live virtual office hours to share new investment and planning information and answer your money, markets, and retirement questions. Find the details to join us at signaturewealth.com slash office hours. And fourth, Schedule a complimentary strategy call with one of our advisors to make sure you're on track toward your ideal retirement. Go to SignatureWealth.com and select the Signature Wealth office closest to you. We'll be back here next week for more on the Retirement Remix. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode.